Welcome back to my channel. Welcome back to the podcast as well. If you guys are listening on there, I'm really excited about today's video. It's going to be a little bit longer than what you guys are used to because I just, you know, hang out, talk with you guys, give you my thoughts and things that work for me. And one thing that's been coming up a lot in my emails, in my DMs, on Instagram, from my stories and just questions that I'm getting from you guys. And that's really how I create my content. I want you guys to know that like when I talk on a subject, it's stemmed from questions that I get from you. So you guys really do dictate the pace and the topics that happen on this channel and on this podcast. So I really appreciate you guys. And I did, I did just want to take the time to say that I actually have the parcel that is going out for our giveaway right here. So we're going to go ship that tonight. And then we have another one going out next week for the love your melon Disney collection collaboration. I died. It's just so you guys know, it sold out within the first, I checked it after seven minutes and some of it was already sold out and then it was completely sold out after I think 10 or so minutes. So we got one and I'm going to be bundling that along with a bunch of stuff from, I have like a goodie box in my beauty room of just a bunch of things that I love that are completely sealed that have been sent to me or that I have doubles of. So I'm going to make a nice little beautiful goodie bag to send out to one subscriber slash follower on Instagram. So it's super simple. You don't have to do anything weird. It's just literally the most engaged person on my channel, Instagram, and then bonus points to the people that leave a review on my podcast. So I love you guys. And that's why I do it. My, my love language is gift giving and also margaritas. It's margarita o'clock. This is my new favorite way to do podcasts. Like I know that there's a lot of YouTubers and podcasters that do like coffee talks. I'm like, no, Let's have margaritas and chat about life. But I think that today's will be a really interesting and fresh perspective that you might not have heard yet. So if you're struggling with anything that has to do with like weight loss and health and fitness and like just maybe conquering goals, I might have a couple of opinions for you that might change just your perspective on it. Like just how you see it, you might be beating yourself up over a couple things. And I just think the way that I view being healthy and fit and the way that I've been able to do things are different. Hence why I am literally drinking a margarita right now. But here's the thing though. And I'm going to talk about this today. Like I see results though. So I'm going to go over how many, I, I love having steps for you guys. Like I don't just like throwing stuff. I have four. If I drop a swear word here and there, I apologize. It happens. I, I shared this on last week's podcast and I was like, well, sometimes I swear with my team and you guys were like, just do it. So if it happens, I'm sorry. If it if I do, I'll mark it as explicit, but we'll try and keep it. We'll try and keep it friendly. We'll try and keep it clean and friendly. Sometimes I get lit up. Also, it gets really hot in this room. All the lights, all the all the lights and all the happenings. It's ridiculous. So let's jump into this. When I first decided to basically get my life in gear. I want you guys to know that the first thing that I tried to figure out and the reason why I failed the first couple of times was my why was bullshit. Oh, there. Okay. Well, <laughs> here we go. It was bullshit. It was literally like, I want to lose weight. Yet I was at the thinnest, lightest I have ever been in my entire life. I was incredibly unhealthy. I was what I now call like skinny fat. I was like rail, rail thin. Um, I had bubbies though, but that was about it. Like I had no butt. I was probably 115 pounds compared to now I'm about 141 pounds. 
So that's a massive difference. That is a massive difference. Plus like boobs weigh, by the way, ladies, if you have bigger boobs, like that's what weighs the most on your body. So if I was, I would say that without my boobs, I would have been a hundred pound gal and I'm tall. I'm like five, eight, five, nine. So I consider that tall. So I was little, little, little. And here I am being like, I want to lose weight. What the Angie, stop it. Like really. And the reason why is that's just what's fed to us is like, weight loss, weight loss. It's a weight loss program. You got to go to the gym to lose weight. And it's like, no, you're either burning fat, getting healthier. You've got to figure out what your reason why you're actually doing this is. And if it is to lose the weight, then amazing. And you've got that clear. But for some of us, it's not. And even if you do think it's to lose the weight, if you really dig deeper, there's something there. And I have learned this over the past seven years of working with women and with men on you know, their goals and figuring out like what really makes you tick and the reason why they couldn't lose the weight in the first place. But when they really got to why they wanted to lose the weight, but like the no BS reason. And some of the ones that like really hit home with me that, that we worked through with some customers was, you know, I want, I want my husband to be able to look at me differently. I want my husband to like hug and kiss me and like be attracted to me again. I want it. This one, I still remember it. I want to be able to play with my kids. I want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to be at my kid's wedding. I want to live to be at my kid's wedding. Like those are weight loss goals for health purposes, but there's something in there that it's like a knife to the heart. If you can't make it happen, does that make sense? So for, from everything from weight loss to weight gain, like for me, when I really looked at myself, it wasn't weight loss. It was, I needed to gain some weight. I needed to gain some muscle. I needed to put on something that, you know, would make me feel great about myself. And that sure shit was not to lose weight. So for some people it's that they need to sleep better. I know some people that their sleep is completely out of whack. And if that was managed, they would be able to conquer the world, but their sleep is completely out of whack, which that just comes down to your health. Like there's something going on in your stress levels, in how healthy you are in your diet that you are not able to sleep. Um, your happiness levels. I'm sorry. Like if you are not working out, sleeping all day and on medication, and I love you in this, I ran on this rant last week and I just think I'm going to say it. Okay. Cause I've been down that road there. I am, I am of course not a doctor. And if you are medicated for certain things, giver, of course, but if you are going to medication first before working out and eating right, what the heck are you doing? Seriously, what are you doing? I can guarantee you that if you can give the workout and sweating and, you know, just putting in 30 minutes for yourself, even not just like killing yourself in the gym, but just the mental state of like being alone for 30 minutes and giving that time to yourself and putting your freaking phone down and eating properly and I'll get into this, but not beating yourself up about what you're eating too. And just getting on that level of happiness. But if you're going to be like, no, 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 I don't need to do any of that, but I'm going to just take this bottle of pills instead. Like, I don't think that that's the way to go. And there is another solution. That's why I'm sharing it. Like if you're considering that, or if you've started that process, there is another route. And I'm saying that from experience, um, energy levels. Like I said, like some people, they just want to be able to play with their freaking kids. Um, your strength for me, that was a big thing. Okay. So there, I was always like the weak one. I was always like the skinny mini. And I remember this one particular day where my parents needed something moved in our house, like a coffee table. I think it was, and it was a glass heavy coffee table. And I remember my brother and my sister kind of, and they didn't mean anything by it, but it it just stuck with me. They said, no, Angie, Angie move. We've got this. Like, as in like, no, like you're the weak one like, you can't lift anything. And that kind of was a defining moment for me because I didn't want to be seen as the weak one in more ways than one. Like I was the shy, 
insecure noodle arm flapjack booty gal. Like I, I really was, if you saw me back then, like seven, eight years ago, you wouldn't recognize me. Like I looked different. I was way thinner, but I also was a little, like a little mouse. Like I just, I had, I had very, very, I had confidence, but very little like public confidence. Like I didn't feel secure in my skin, if that makes sense. So for me, it was about strength, but like strength too, like like personality strength, if that makes sense. Endurance, uh, weight gain. Like, for, okay, wait, can I just go back to endurance? If you are winded going up the stairs, like, I don't know, in a mall or in a park, consider that a sign. Like that was a sign for me. I was like, what am I, what is wrong with me? Like my, I'm literally going to pass out. And if that's you, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to make you realize like, maybe that's something that you're like, I just don't want to feel like that anymore. Like you need to have some sort of a pull that is bigger than yourself that you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like I said, weight gain. And to me, the biggest one, mother freaking confidence. Like how good would it feel to finally go into a store, put on a bikini and feel mother freaking amazing about it and be like, yes, because that was my life. I would go bikini shopping for whatever reason. I would do this every single year when I was younger, I would go bikini shopping with my friends who were like the mean girl. Like you ever see the movie mean girls? Like I would go, I would decide Angie to go bikini shopping with Regina George. Why? I, I do not, I don't understand why I would do that, but I did it. And time and time again, I would come back home crying because they would literally like mock me. Back then I was an extra, this shows you how little muscle definition I had and how I really was skinny fat. I had, I wore an extra small bottom. Now I would wear medium and medium everything. So that's how much my body has changed. Extra small bottom. You guys, I had no butt at all. I feel like I should do a butt transformation. Like I worked hard on my booty. Okay. My genetics were destined to give me a flapjack booty. And I was like, I ain't having it. I'm growing this butt. So I used to have an extra small bottom. If I'd go bikini shop shopping and a double XL top, that is how not, I don't want to say ill-proportioned. It's what I was given. It's what I was, but for me, the way that my body dispersed fat, it all went to my uppers. Like I didn't really have like big thighs or anything like that. I just had, my boobs were ridiculous and my, the rest of my body was really little. Now, listen, don't pull the whole, oh my God, but you're so lucky. Don't complain about that. You know what? Grass is always greener, bitch. And like, if that was you, you wouldn't feel too good about yourself because I just felt like I was always bulging out and things didn't fit. And I, you know what? More than anything, it's not that I never felt like I didn't look good. I didn't feel good. Like I just felt unhealthy and that was all kind of proven correct to me the day that I went to the hospital. So there was this day Andre went to work. Um, I used to live for a little while. I was living at his parents' place. Just we were young. We didn't have a house yet. And we, I lived at his parents' place. So he had gone to work. His parents were gone. And I called him and I was like, something is wrong. Like something is really wrong. And I had a phobia of the hospital. I also, I have a phobia of two things. I have a phobia of being sick, like throwing up. And I have a phobia of the hospital. All of those things happened that day. And I do, I still to this day do not know what it was. But about two weeks later, I had the same episode again. And then a, about a week after that, I had. So within the span of like a month and a half, I went to the hospital three times in the emergency room, like about to die. They did ultrasounds. They thought I was pregnant. They thought that I was like being secretive about a drug addiction or that I like all, like all of these things. And they, the scariest thing that they said was that they thought that I was pregnant and I didn't realize it. And I had lost the baby and they like sat me down to tell me that. Like how it was honestly, you want to talk about a wake up call? That was like the biggest wake up call. So when I went home, I was talking to my mom about it 
And I love that my mom has always been really real with stuff like this. Like she would rather me be healthy than me be sugarcoated and be like, but you're so pretty. But that being said, my mom has, and I'm going to get into this about parents building up their children. Like I am every, like my parents have always been like my number one fans, no matter what I do in life, but also in terms of appearance, in terms of just always. And from a really genuine place, furthermore, they never beat themselves up. And we're going to talk about this, but she said, I, you know, that I think that you're beautiful. And she, I remember, like, I remember exactly where you were standing. And she said, but you're letting your, she didn't say you're letting yourself go, but you're letting your diet take the best of you. And she just said like, what'd you eat today? And back then I was in university and I had basically had no breakfast. I, I used to pull all nighters cause I'm an architecture grad and that's what they do in architecture school. Don't ask me why it's like a, it's like a test of some sort. I don't know. Stupid. If you ask me, so we would always pull all nighters and it was like a thing. So I had just been up all night and then I didn't eat breakfast and then I had classes and then I would usually eat like a slice of pizza at the cafeteria at like two or 3 PM. And then I would come home, thank God for dinner to my parents' house where my mom always made like a beautiful dinner. And I think that saved my life. <laughs> but in between that, it was like, and then, and then I would stay up all night and have basically have popcorn and Coca-Cola and whatever. And thankfully back then I didn't drink any alcohol. So I think a couple of things like balanced themselves out, but I was wrecking my body. And that's what she said. She's like, what are you doing to yourself? Like, just, and she said, it's not that you're big, but you just aren't healthy and you need to do something. And she said, why don't you just like try my exercise videos now? Bless her heart. They worked for her and they still were. I think she still does them, but I was able to like help her out a little bit, but she used to do those Pilates DVDs, like the Windsor Pilates. They're cute. But I, you know what I did like though? I liked that she didn't have to go anywhere. Like that kind of struck a chord with me, but I just thought like, mom, I'm not, I need something. First of all, I need something more, but I do need to get my diet in check. I need to stop living like this. So my why became really freaking apparent because it was like thrust upon me basically that it was either I get my shit together or I go back to the hospital and it's going to be 10 times worse next time. So like, think about that. Think about like, what do you, what do you want? Like, I know that on Instagram and all these, these things, it's really easy to say, well, I want a six pack. Why do you really though? If you do, then cool. Like if you're competing for a bikini competition, then girl, get it. But why? Because another girl has it. Like I had to have this real conversation with myself. Like, why do you want a six pack? Why do you really, do you think it's attractive? If you do, then yes. But are you because someone else has it? So that's what I want to get into next is who are you being led by? Like, what are you allowing in your circle? And I kind of talked about this when I talked about goal setting last week, but this is an entirely different level. It does go come down though to like, who are the examples that you're surrounded by? Like your friends and your spouse. And is your, are you surrounded by people that as you're trying to do a workout, they're mocking you and making fun of you and eating potato chips on the couch while you're doing your workout. If so, you need to assess the circle of people that you're around because it, this drives me up the wall when I deal. And I feel like you guys are my people. So I feel like I can say all this and I never say it to offend. I'm saying it to help you in the best way possible. And it's all examples that I've dealt with. If, if your spouse is upset in any way, shape or form at the reason for you trying to look your best dang self, probably for him and yourself and your future children or your, just your future and your health and to, to look great in the bedroom or whatever. Are you kidding me that he's going to be upset about it? Like, are you kidding me? Because I've seen this, I've seen this where 
there's like a spouse that gets mad or a friend that gets mad and they don't like it because that person is changing. Uh, bro, you're changing for the better. It like you're doing good things here. Like just self-assess that. So if you ever get backlash or hate or judgment from coworkers, friends, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, assess. Okay. Like assess because you're, I just want to tell you that you're doing something to better yourself you're a good person. Like you're not, you're not doing anything crazy here. So that was something that I had trouble with. I also had trouble with comparison. So going back to Instagram, Instagram like wrecked me for a long time. That's why I have two Instagram pages. I have my Angie Belmar page, which was stemmed from me basically having a nuclear meltdown one day when we were traveling. I think we were in New Orleans. And I just said like, you know what? Screw it. I'm making a new Instagram page with only the shit that I want to talk about because I had an Instagram page that was all fitness, all health, all nutrition. And it was bullshit because it's exactly what I don't stand for. Like, I know that some people are, and some people are actually like professionals at it and they love to talk about it. You know what? My mindset is more so that if I can get in a really, really great 30 to 40 minute workout that doesn't take me all day, that I don't have to go anywhere for it, but that I actually like no bullshit, sweat my butt off and worked my ass off and still be able to enjoy the food that I like, but like with, with exceptions, like having still like a balanced diet. But you know, if I want a margarita, I have a margarita. If I want chippies, I get chippies, like, like living life, really like living life. But that page was all about me trying to be what I thought I needed to be because of what I was seeing on Instagram and girls, no joke back then. I don't think this happens as much anymore, but this is what the fitness industry on Instagram used to be like five, six, seven years ago. Girls in underwear, not even shorts, like underwear and a bra top, but like that their boobies were like up to the sky and their hair and makeup was perfectly done. And they would no joke, have chains wrapped around their waist and be doing a pull-up. Are you see like, I'm sorry, what? So that was what I felt like I needed to do. I felt like I needed to have not just a six pack, but like a 10 pack. I felt like I needed to work out for an hour a day. I felt like I needed to talk about all this stuff. And I felt like I needed to measure up to these girls that were like shredded, but still claimed that they had like pizza and all stuff. I'm like, dude, but you're not. And they were competing and doing, and I was like, do I need to compete? Do I need to? And so it just really caused a lot of comparison. So if you're playing the comparison game, I'm telling you comparison is the thief of any joy that you will have. It'll, it'll crush any goals that you're going after because all that you're doing is negative self-talk constantly. And that's the tape that you're playing in your mind of you'll never be as good as them there. You should be doing this. You, you can't do that. You won't do that. And it just, it like almost broke me. So what I did, and it was probably the greatest decision I ever made. So by the way, that other Instagram page needs something to happen with it because I still have it. I just barely post on it. I'll do an IGTV every once in a while, but we need to make something of it. So if you guys have a suggestion, I'm all ears because I feel like it needs to be revived. So what I did is I just said, you know what? Screw it. Let's do an at Angie Belmar page. Like screw this. So it used to be Angie Belmar fitness right now. It's dumbbell donuts, dumbbells and dreams, which I feel like that needs to be fixed too. But so I was like, you know what? How about just my name? So I did my name, which thankfully wasn't taken. And I just wanted to talk about Disney and donuts and a li- sure, a little bit of health and fitness maybe, but like my travel and, f- and fashion and the things that I love. And you know what? It just made me so much happier. It's amazing what happens when you're happy, truly happy to your core with something, how much more you stick with it. So 
One thing that I started to wonder too, whenever I was basically playing the comparison game, I would look at what certain people were doing and maybe thinking what they were doing was like the next best thing. And I was like, well, maybe that's what I should do. And do you ever play that game where you're like a freaking ping pong ball and you're like, ding, ding. Oh, I try that. Oh my God, they have that. Oh my God, I could try this workout. Oh my God, I could do this. And some people do it with business. Some people do it with nutrition. Some people do it with like gimmicky products. Some people do it with workouts, whatever. And I've been there and I look at these people and I just think, well, for starters, this goes back to like the whole why thing. Do they have the results that you want? And then can I just tell you like anything in life? And this was such an amazing revelation that I had in my own life. When someone wants to give you an opinion about how you should live your life, whether it be health, marriage, any raising children, um, happiness, I don't, uh, clothing, like fashion, it doesn't matter. Are they the example of what you want to live? Are you taking feedback from someone that is not living your ideal life? If so, what the f- are you doing? That to me was something that changed my world and completely opened up my eyes to how much feedback I was allowing into my life. And it changed a lot of the way that I spoke to myself because I stopped the comparison. I stopped taking everyone's opinion for, you know, gospel. So looking at people that, especially in the health and fitness industry, like if you're taking advice from someone, have they seen results in what they're claiming to do? Just saying, have they? Cause that's something I look at now. I'm like, does this person actually have results? Like if someone is going to be my trainer, coach, whatever, or help me in any way, shape or form. Like we, there is a personal trainer right now that is talking to Andre and he wants us to go in for just like a one day session. I'm like, yeah, sure. But the first thing I'm going to be thinking is like, is this person in shape? Is this person what I strive to be like, or what Andre strives to be like? And it doesn't mean that they have to be shredded because that's not my goal, but are they healthy? Like one, one person, one of my dear friends, I take all of the nutrition advice from her in the world because she's 45 years old and looks friggin' amazing. I will take all the relationship advice in the world from her because she has a happy, healthy marriage of like 20 plus years. Of course I will take the advice. So I look at that in the fitness industry. I look at not only does this person have the results that I want, but how long have they been doing it? Because I think that the world that we live in right now, it's really easy to be like, oh my God, I'm doing the best thing ever. And I love it. And it's like this new thing where you basically like suction out all of the fat from your body and it's amazing and you need to do it. A month later, they're like, yeah, that kills people. You shouldn't do it. So my, okay, I know that that's extreme, but, and I don't even know if that's a real thing, but I have heard that times a million in so many different ways where someone's doing a detox tea or they're taking a specific pill for something or they're trying a specific workout at the gym or whatever. And they're like, it's the greatest thing you have to do it. And then they're done with it after like less than a month. And and you go and ask them, how was it? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm done with that. I don't like it. So that's another thing. If you're going to allow someone to coach you. And I have to say like, that is why I am so passionate about what I do because not only have I gotten results. Like I have completely transformed the way that I look and the way that I see fitness and the way that I am fit, but it's not like I've been doing it for two months and I thought it was cute. And then I stopped. I have literally been living this way for the past seven years. Like this is how I stay healthy and fit. So 
I feel like that says something. So that whenever I take advice from anyone in any realm, that's what I always look at is, do they have any form of results that I care about? And how long have they been doing this? And not in terms of expertise, but like, are they sticking with it? And for me, even three months is long enough. Like if they've been doing it for three months and they're seeing results, I'm like, okay, cool. That's great. But if you're going to do this for 20 days and not even stick with it, like we're, we're good, bro. Thank you. So that, I feel like that kind of covers my whole thought on the why and the who, and in terms of like who you're surrounding yourself with and just who you're allowing yourself to be led by. Now the what? I, the, I heard this thing called common sense corner. I think it was from Tony Robbins. And he was like, if you're going to take advice on anything health and fitness related, just come on down to common sense corner. I'm like, it's so true. Like when you hear about anything, like I just said, like they're going to stick some sort of a syringe in your tummy and suck out all the fat. I don't even know if that's a thing. I keep saying that, but like, I heard of this thing where you basically put like this metal device on your tummy and like the ions will like melt off the fat and then you pee it out. What? Like what? Seriously. So if these are things that you're considering, just walk on down to common sense corner. Does it make freaking sense? So for me, what makes freaking sense is eating proper nutrition, allowing balance. And I'm going to explain the whole margarita and chippies thing and like the things that I truly love, but having a proper diet, sweating your ass off, five times a week, four times a week, whatever you want. And allowing that balance into your life where you're not deprived of certain things. Like you're not tearing yourself down every time you have a drink. By the way, I keep talking about margarita, so now I want to sip. So does the, does the concept make sense? Like common sense corner, are you sweating? Are you actually working your butt off? It, If you're going to do this like fancy schmancy five minute workout that you exert 500 calories, like, come on, seriously, just a real workout where you work your butt off. Okay. And in terms of nutrition, my standpoint on it is if I'm happy with it, then the, I am in better health for that because my body, and I think many people's bodies respond really, really well to how we talk to ourselves. So I will actually see less results when I am completely restricted. And I will also be a cranky ass biatch. If I was to take carbs completely out of my diet, I would probably commit murder. I would be on that show that I always see buried in the backyard. I think that's a story about like wives that bury their husbands in the backyard. I think it's a real thing. That's what would happen to me. If you took away carbs, I would kill someone. (laughs) Someone's going to play this back one day and be like, she's crazy. So that like, honestly, that's how I see it. I would rather be happy. I would rather talk kindly to myself than feel deprived. And like something is a treat meal. I don't really have treat meals or cheat meals, or I don't have that type of stuff. There's a program that I take my, my girls through. I call them challengers. Like, cause I call it like a 30 day challenge if they want to get started with it, but they don't stay for 30 days. They stay for like as long as they want. And some it's like a lifetime, but I have this one program that some girls get started with because they don't need help working out. They need help with like the mindset of food. And I did this program. I have two of them. One is more fast paced where it's like, if you want to, you know, maybe cut out a bit of carbs and like get like fast results. But one is like, if you actually have like a really crappy relationship with food and you know that it's so good and it's all like mindset stuff. So you don't even, it's not even about working out. It's just 
How do you see treats? How do you balance that out? How do you get more veggies into your diet? How do you, how do you do all of that? And people actually have lost the most weight on that program. Funny enough, because it's not just about the gimmicks and like the things you can do to try and sweat more and burn more calories. It's not, I would say the biggest percentage of my results is my mindset first then my nutrition, then my fitness. But my fitness plays such a freaking big role in my mindset. Like I am such a kinder, happier person on the days that I work out. And the harder my workouts, the better. Because I just, it's like the time to get out my aggression. And and I love this program that I'm doing right now. So if you guys saw my morning routine, which is where a lot of these questions are stemming from, it said like explicit on the screen. So this guy that's doing this program and this is so the girls in my boot camp are going through this program with me so every single day when you saw me doing that workout as soon as i'm done i check in with them and i make sure that they do it that's basically what i do for a living by the way a lot of people ask that i'm a coach like that's what i do full-time that's what my husband does full-time we don't have another job i do youtube for fun but my main career is to literally lead people through exactly what i'm talking about so i do have a very strong opinion on it so i check in with them but that's why to me the what is so big because if you have zero accountability and you have zero person checking in on you, does it make common sense? So I always try and look to like, is something gimmicky? Is something hokey or weird? Or does it sound too good to be true? Because often it it is. If if that's your first instinct is, I don't know. The other thing is, does it match your lifestyle? Okay. And this is where I have to go on a rant about this. So I had heavily considered getting a trainer, going to a gym and doing all the things seven years ago. That was a huge part of it. One, I didn't have a ton of money. So that was one part of it, but it really, it wasn't the main reason why I didn't do it. The biggest reason was I was so freaking shy and I just didn't have the confidence to go into a gym. Even when Andre and I would travel and we'd go to a hotel and he knew exactly what he was doing. He's had trainers his whole life. Like he used to do, um, like competitive boxing. I, oh my God, he's going to kill me. I don't even know what the heck he did as a kid, but he did boxing and he was trained by like the best of the best. And now he's back into it. He just passed his test on Saturday or Sunday. I was so proud of him. So Andre, now he does Muay Thai, but he's always been in like organized sports. He's played hockey his whole life. I think he's playing hockey tonight. Like he's played hockey his whole life. He's crushing it in Muay Thai and boxing. Like he's, he's awesome at that type of stuff. I am not that gal. My confidence levels, like when we would, like I said, just go to a hotel gym and try and figure out how to use the equipment. I was like, oh, I didn't feel comfortable. I felt like people were staring. I felt like I couldn't wear what I wanted to wear. I just felt out of place. So it didn't match my lifestyle to get, to get a trainer and to go to a gym. It just didn't make sense. So what matched my lifestyle, we didn't have a second car back then. It was just to stay home and work out from home because I, this is the other thing that I want to talk to you about in the what what will the days look like where you just don't feel like it? Like, let's talk worst case scenario. Are you going to feel like either walk, God forbid we walk to the gym, right? I always think it's funny when people are like, I'm going to drive, like we have a gym around the corner and I know that our neighbors, like they drive there and it's five minutes away. You're going to the gym to work out, like run there, walk there. I don't know, be healthy. But we, I feel like we always want like the Amazon prime version of everything, which is why I'm talking to you guys about this, because I always feel like it's a lot easier to think, well, I just want the quick, quick, quick results. When, if you just went at it from a common sense place and a, and a place of being real, like no BS. And that's what I did. I thought, okay, what is my excuse proof method of doing this? Like what will on the days where I'm 
crampy and crabby and bitchy and moody and tired and it's gloomy out and it's like dark at like tonight, like dark early, what will I do? I'm not going to go anywhere. There's no way. There's no way. I know myself. There's no way I'm going to do that. And if I do, I'm probably going to get froyo on the way home. I've never said froyo in my life, but it felt good. I would probably like stop and go, I don't know, go pick up like a snack. It just wouldn't work for me. And I knew that. So be real. Like, does the concept make sense? Common sense corner. Would you actually do it? Who are you actually taking advice from? Does it sound too good to be true? And on the worst, worst, worst days, would you stick with it? And most of all, does it match your lifestyle and your personality? And like I said earlier, like if you're, it's amazing what can happen when you're truly happy with something, how much more consistent you can stick to it. All right. So the, the biggest thing, and this is the last thing is what you're saying to yourself. So I've gone through so many ups and downs in my own health where I've been able to pinpoint what works. And this kind of brings it back to what I want to talk about with parents. I think that confidence and the way that you talk to yourself, as well as your littles, as well as your spouse is frigging everything. And I say this because I've experienced what it feels like to go through that. And I've also experienced what it looks like to see the opposite end of things. And I'm not trying to like put myself up on a pedestal either. And I really hope it's not taking that way. I just think that there's something to be said for confidence first with kids, with daughters, with even sons. Like my little brother is like the most confident dude. And he's the same way. And I asked, we had the reason why I'm talking to you guys about this is me and him had this conversation. I said, like, when you were in high school, did anybody ever offer you cigarette, drugs, whatever? And he said, yeah. I said, did you do it? And he was like, no. And I said, what made you not do it? He's like, because I knew that I didn't feel like I needed to fit in with them. Like I was good. We're good. And it wasn't like this big dramatic thing. It was just didn't feel like I needed to do that. So I think that there's something to be said for the way that you're raised, what you're told, the way that you speak to yourself. And this comes down to your workouts and your own health. And if you are a parent or you are an inspiration to someone else, how are you talking to yourself? Because if you're I can honestly tell you that I have never once heard my mom call herself fat or ugly or anything because you want to know what you're doing to your daughter. If you're doing that, they are basically a mini you. They look the most like you more than any other person on this planet. So if you're calling yourself ugly and fat, what do you think that they are going to call themselves or that you or that they think that you think of them? And I'm I'm saying all of this from the biggest place of love because I don't think that you're loving on yourself enough. And that was always like, I could go through all of these things, like my why and have a a solid why and never want to go back to the hospital or the people that I surrounded myself with and have that in check or the right workout program and the right nutrition program that matched my lifestyle. But if my shit wasn't in check with the way that I spoke to myself and I was waking up in the morning and being like, ugh, and I've been through that where I'm like, oh my God, I'm just not, no, no, I'm not feeling it. And I just basically would tear myself down my body would go cool game on. And that's what would happen. And I would just, it would just spiral and I would just get to like my worst point and I would have to work that much harder to get out of it. So when I made the shift to actually stop tearing myself down and talk nicer to myself and wake up in the morning and look in the mirror and be like, we're going to crush it today and you look great. Or even at the end of my workout or during my workout and be like, that's a good, that like, that's looking good. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but even earlier, how I was like, I grew a booty, like find something about yourself that you're proud about. And it doesn't have to be physical. Just if you're trying to lose weight, 
or gain muscle or feel stronger, whatever it might help, especially when it's like the fitness conversation. So just even if you're just taking note about how you talk to yourself and having that in the back of your mind can be everything. And one thing that I did in the beginning, because I always compared myself to what other people were saying, other people's opinions, and really letting that lead me. One thing that I did is I would write sticky notes to myself and they would be on my computer. And I, I was at home, so no one would ever see them. And, it didn't, and my husband just, he knows I'm crazy, so it doesn't matter. But one thing that I did was just in starting my workout, I felt like so many people judged me. I had friends from high school that unfriended me. Um, I, it, it just was hard to be like, am I doing the right thing? Seven years later, yes, I obviously did the right thing. I'm in the best health I've ever been. And I've completely changed my life doing this. But when you're first starting, it's hard to remember and be like, am I good enough? Am I worthy? Can I do this? And so I wrote on a sticky note. At first, they'll ask you why you're doing it. And in time, they'll ask you how. And you guys, that is like the most true thing in the world for me right now. When I first started my fitness journey, yes, I I had to learn and I didn't know what I was doing, but I was so excited and I was so happy that I stuck with it. And now people ask me what I do, like how can I and why do I feel okay with having a margarita, but I'm still seeing great results. Like how does that work? And I think that that's so true. And I want to read something that I posted for my girls in my boot camp yesterday. So I basically have a fit gym that it's a full academy and it's online and they can log in and they have like videos from me, but there's also the accountability and support group where I just go in and I, I was going to say yell at them more or less. If they're, if they're MIA, I call them out, but sometimes I'll go in there with just like some inspiration of the day. And then they of course have their app where I can track them. And if they go MIA, they get a message from me, if not a text, that's like, where are you? What have you done? And that's why it works. And that's what I was going to say. Like, if you're not, if you don't have layers of accountability in what you're doing, then you're probably not going to show up on the hard days. So I shared this with, with them. And I think that it's so true. So I shared with them that today's workout was my favorite so far. It was like all core and legs. I shared it on my Instagram stories if you guys aren't following. But I wanted to talk to them about willpower and integrity. Willpower is not found. It's created. It's your mental capacity to persevere and build better habits in the way you execute your daily life. Integrity, I believe, is how real willpower is created. It's when you want to give up. It's when you want to quit, but you don't. It's because you said that you would do it, so you do. You said that you would do today's workout, so you do it. It's that one more rep. It's jumping back into it after you've given up. It's the act of doing the stuff that you said you were going to do to change your friggin' life. So we all sometimes need to stop and take a breath, but the real work is measured when we are done taking that breath and if we choose to keep going or we choose to give up. So that was my little motivation for them yesterday. And I just thought it fit perfectly with what I wanted to talk to you guys about. But it really is like yesterday I thought about this and I thought like that's integrity to its finest. Like when when the trainer on the TV of the workouts that I'm doing says and he's counting like five, four, three, two, one. I don't stop at five. I keep going to one. And if I need one more rep, I do that last rep. That's integrity. That's what gets me my results. And that I think is what I can help these girls with and help them change. And if I can share that with you guys, then so be it. But that's the biggest difference. So if you're not being real with yourself and it is a bunch of BS that you're spewing and you're like, well, I'm trying this thing, but I'm going to do it for like 
20 days and then give up. Well, that's integrity. That's like, are you actually going to stick with it? So it's not just about willpower. It's not something that you find it's, it's built, it's created. And I think that it's created through integrity and sticking with it. Like if you're going to start something and it makes sense and it's tangible and you know that in the common sense corner of life, you could stick with it and the people around you are supporting you and you have that why then stop giving up on yourself because if it makes, if it makes sense and you can do it, then freaking do it. So with that said, I'm going to go have my margarita. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you guys enjoyed the multiple camera angles. But if you guys have questions, by all means, I'm a DM and an email away. I have a link to my website. If you want to see, I have like a video. It's called How I Changed My Life. And it's like, it's so embarrassing. I almost didn't post it because it's like the most emotional freaking video ever. But it really is like deeper into like when I went to the hospital and what I did to change. And it's like a little preview into the Upper Fit Gym. So if you guys want to check that out, it's on my website. You just go to angiebelmar.com slash fit gym. It's there. You can apply. You can also just email me for questions. Like I'm, I am at my emails, what I do for a living. So if you guys have questions about anything, I am here. I love the crap out of you guys. I really do. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed. Heck, if you're listening to this on the podcast, please make sure that you are subscribed as well. Hit the bell for notifications because the videos are still going. I almost did this video in my fort. I have a fort downstairs and I just thought this made more sense. So we did that. <laughs> we did it in my filming room instead. Um, if you guys enjoy these types of like longer videos and slash podcasts, make sure to give this a thumbs up. Cause I always measure based off of the, the thumbs up and what you guys are loving. Drop a comment down below. If you guys had a little bit of an aha moment, if you guys enjoyed the swearing, then you're welcome. Hopefully it doesn't get flagged for anything. I just realized it has to go up on YouTube, but whatever, whatever. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. All right. Well, it's been a beautiful margarita o'clock and I will see you guys next time. Bye dudes. Let's go.